Hello and welcome to the 1909, the podcast that takes an in-depth look at some of the state news' biggest stories while bringing in new perspectives from the reporters who wrote them. I am your host, Kelly Winters, and this week we will be discussing state news article, Survivors Demand Transparency from the Board of Trustees Regarding the Healing Fund, written by Jared Ramsey. Thanks for joining us. Jared, first of all, welcome back. It's great to be back. I'm glad that we get to talk about some more some more news for Michigan State. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, this this is just one of the hot topic things, hot button things that is uh, talked about when regarding Michigan State or kind of like thought about when thinking about MSU. Before we kind of dive deeper into the summary, can you talk about how you got involved with the story? Obviously, um, for those who couldn't tell, it's regarding the survivor fund that was created to support survivors of Larry Nasser. So how did you get involved with this piece? So I was at the Michigan State Board of Trustees meeting, which is part of my beat on February 12th. And the first part of the Board of Trustees meeting is always public comment. And so people bring up any issues that they have with Michigan State to the board and talk about and ask the board to re-examine or listen to their issues and talk about it and see if they can create change. And every board meeting I've been at so far at my time at the State News, there have been survivors of the Nasser scandal that have asked for more transparency with the healing fund that have asked for better management of the healing fund. And so that's kind of how I got the story. There were two survivors that were there that spoke during the public comment section that kind of called out the board of trustees for mishandling it and asked for more communication between the university and survivors. After reading your article, I learned a lot about the um, survivor fund that I didn't know. I hate to say this, but it's almost to be expected from MSU that, of course, this holds many scandals, right? I know a lot of people were charged with mishandling it, a lot of embezzlement. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so, well, just to kind of explain what the Healing Fund is, it was created in 2017 It was a $10 million fund to help pay for um, mental or any health services that survivors may have as a result of the abuse. In 20, I want to say 2018, 2019, seven people were charged with fraud regarding the fund saying that they weren't handling it properly. And so it turned back over to a board of trustees member who's the, who oversees the healing fund. Her name is Brianna Scott. And even though it changed hands and people that oversee it is different, there's still problems. I talked to one of the survivors, Chrissy Ball, who I quoted in the article, and she is asking for full transparency. She wants, she was denied money from the healing fund for her own medical expenses that stem from her abuse that she suffered while she was a gymnast at MSU. So at the board of trustees meeting in January, people actually called for Brianna Scott to resign from the board of trustees for mishandling the healing fund. 
I definitely understand the frustration of the survivors, especially the ones that you mentioned in your article, when they are going to MSU to kind of utilize the direct intent of the fund, you know, to cover their medical bills, healing bills, anything that they may have suffered or any injuries that they uh, may have been subjected to. So it is very frustrating when the place that they are told that they can go to receive financial help is denying them. And that does raise a lot of eyebrows because even though like there were so many victims, $10 million is a pretty significant amount of money. So it seems like, you know, if it was established only a few years ago, like I can't imagine that that would have run dry yet, right? Unless some sort of misconduct was present. It's hard to tell because Michigan State doesn't have to release the information of how they're handling the healing fund. So we don't know exactly how much money is left or if they're making the proper payments or anything like that. I know Trustee Byram, she said that they're going to continue to use the money in the healing fund until it runs out, but they're not going to add any more funds. I'm assuming from that statement, there's still a substantial amount of money left in the fund or else I don't know really why she would have told reporters that, but it's hard to tell what exactly has been going on with the healing fund if survivors are getting the support that they need from MSU and if MSU is acting ethically with the money. That That's kind of like a, a bold statement that kind of, like you said, does infer that there still is a fund and that survivors shouldn't be be getting denied. Can you uh, maybe, if this is something that MSU has disclosed, can you maybe describe or like define the origin of the fund? Um, this seems to kind of be a little bit of a question maybe since I know um, people have stated that money, additional funds or additional money won't be put into it. So where did the original $10 million kind of stem from? Well, the money is from Michigan State itself. It cr they created the fund in 2017 just to support the survivors, do as much as they can since MSU played such an integral role in their abuse. So it was kind of just one small step that MSU could try to do to um, provide rehabilitation when they did not stop or stop the abuse in the first place. Um, mm -hmm. The fund um, was paused because of the fraud that we mentioned earlier by former president John Engler. And um, he initially wanted to just cut the fund altogether. Um, but MSU did not do that. They still have it. And it was a part of the 500, it was part of a settlement with Nasser's lawyers and the lawyers for the survivors. It was a $500 million settlement in total. And the $10 million, $10 million of that settlement was specifically for paying for mental and physical health treatment for survivors. It seems like when this fund was started, all intentions were very well. So it's, I imagine that if a survivor is kind of told, hey, down the road, if you need financial help, there's this fund. And now that some survivors are there and they're trying to access this fund, um, they're getting denied. I'm sure that's very devastating. Your article mentions, and we kind of previously mentioned, 
Chrissy, one of the survivors, do you know if any other survivors have been denied access to funds? I haven't spoken with any other survivors besides Ball about this particular issue, but she did mention that in an email to me that there's been a lot of issues and that she isn't the only one that's had an issue with how the fund's been handled. So I assume that there, this is kind of a widespread issue and it's not just contained to Chrissy Ball, who spoke at the meeting. Well, I hope that this is something that gets resolved. And this is just such a devastating thing for survivors to be faced with. I know... Chrissy was quoted, I don't want to misquote her, so to kind of paraphrase what she was saying and what some of the other people quoted in your article were saying, that they're kind of getting the sense that MSU created this fund to make themselves look good when they were more hot off the heels of Nasser, and now when they're kind of being asked to make true of their promises they're falling a little short and that's why people are kind of feeling betrayed a little bit yeah definitely i think amanda tomashow who was another survivor that spoke at the meeting she kind of reiterated that point and just asked the board of trustees is this something that you guys actually believe in or is this just a pr stunt and i think Mm -hmm. it's a valid question because of the mishandling that we've seen over the past three or four years since it's been created. And Chrissy just talked about the mental toll that it's taken on her during during the trustees meeting. I didn't include this quote, but she just talked about how having to come to the board of trustees, how survivors have to come each month and relive the trauma that they experienced and pretty much beg the board of trustees to follow up on their promises is dehumanizing. I think MSU has a responsibility to do better by their own word and to treat the survivors like they promised. Moving forward, since your article was released, some things have progressed. I know one of our other journalists on staff had been involved with a similar story. Yeah, so some news broke this week that John Getter who is the owner of Twist Stars Gymnastics Club in Lansing, where Larry Nestor served as a doctor. He was charged with human trafficking, sexual misconduct, and racketeering. And I think a big part of that that kind of plays into the survivors and the healing fund is that the attorney general said this week that um, if Michigan State does not release the 6,000 documents of their own investigation, that they'll have to close the case. They can't move forward with it anymore because that is the only thing that they have left to go on. And the board of trustees does not have to release that information because of attorney client privileges, but there's a considerable amount of pressure for MSU to do that from both the public and from the attorney general's office. I know I trustees in the past have said that the documents don't provide any extra information about the Nasser scandal that the public doesn't already know. But if that's the case, I just have to wonder, why are you afraid of releasing them then? Why do you have to hold on to the documents? Why can't they be public knowledge if the items in the documents are already known by the public? 
the lack of transparency is kind of concerning the survivors. That's also another thing that they've been very passionate about at the trustees meeting, asking trustee Scott to release the documents, just asking the whole board to just be more transparent with their own investigation in general. And so I guess we'll see over the next few weeks whether or not they'll do it. The board said that they were going to talk about it, deliberate, and see if they want to release it to the public and allow the attorney general to continue the investigation. But we won't know probably until the next board meeting. This is kind of one of those stories that has so many different twists and turns and so many different pieces are coming out of it at different times. Is there anything regarding your story or regarding... um, any other related articles that you would like to just recap or have any other comments on? It's just saddening that this whole situation has been prolonged for so long. It's been five years since Larry Nassar has been arrested and the case happened. And I just think MSU could handle it a lot better. And they're kind of doing a disservice to themselves and to the survivors by not being more transparent and not handling the healing fund better. So hopefully they realize with all the recent news that this is very important to a lot of people and that they kind of change their course of action. For the sake of all the survivors from Larry Nasser, I know a lot of people, I would like to see them receive a little more justice than what they had. And I know a lot of people are fighting on their side. So I really hope that they do someday, hopefully sooner rather than later, see that justice. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much, Jared, for sitting down and talking about this story with me. Yeah, it was amazing. I love I loved getting the chance to just talk about it a little more. I know the article didn't cover everything that happened in the meeting. It's kind of impossible to put the weight of the survivors' words and their testimony into an article. So I hope that this podcast will kind of shed some more light on what's happened, what's going on at MSU. Thank you for joining us this week for the 1909. You can follow us on Twitter at The S News, on Instagram at State News, and at statenews.com.